It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR the day after the Super Bowl. Recording from home, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. You know where to uh, to get at us with your reactions if you're listening to this, uh, whether it be in the loop on SNR, whether it be uh, wherever you get your podcast. Steelers Blitz is where you find us, although that always feels weird when I plug it when we're not doing the live show because clearly you <laughs> you found the Steelers Blitz podcast if you're listening to us right now. Um, but what's from the, always- from the uh- <laughs> Very, very redundant. It's yeah. so but I'm it's from, all good, though. I'm from the Department of Redundancy Department, okay? Yeah, um, there we go. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, we'll always continue to take your reaction. Reminder, we're still doing three shows a week, although this is good, I think, Motsi, too. You know, maybe it's time to, to plug this again. This is a good reminder um, for everyone to be in tune with the podcast because throughout the offseason, we're not necessarily going to be doing every, every show live. Um, one, it's kind of the world that we live in now, and we'll take advantage of it to an extent. Two, Motsi's doing some traveling here starting next week. I'll be at the Combine in March. So we're going to have to do more of these, you know, just record the show from, from the comfort of our homes and upload them on the podcast page for you. So you may not like it, but accept it. <laughs> Motsi. Let's uh let's get right into this here because there is like I was sitting here this morning I was like eh you know no guests today no no live tweets today we gonna have we got plenty to get to all right so I don't want to waste any time you 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 buying this uh, the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl now you you mentioned this just uh, at the end of our last yeah. segment Sean McVay he beats Mike Tomlin by like three hundred days by by about a year um and now there's retirement talk. For him, and he was asked about it a couple times last night, and he didn't shut it down. He kind of danced mm-hmm. around it, like you know that coach speak, and Aaron Donald as well too. So some reports of, of, of I think you could argue maybe the two biggest faces of of the Rams mm-hmm. organization certainly you know um, riding off into the sunset here. Let's see, Aaron Donald is thirty years old. He's my age. He's thirty. Sean McVay is the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl. Can we really see one or both of these guys ride off into the sunset? That seems crazy. For me, man, I would, I mean, if they did do it, I would actually love it, but it's a different reason why I would love it because first off, it's like, man, we always put a premium on the job. We always put a premium on football, even to the extent that we know it alters people's lives. Right. We know the mental effects that it can have on people. Right. But yet we love this game so much. Even as fans, we know what it does to players so much that we're still like, what, man, keep on. Man, you got another year. Come on, mm-hmm. you can do it another time. We've seen guys get paralyzed. We've seen guys' lives be changed forever off of one play. Odell Beckham shredded his knee. We saw that. One play. But you mm-hmm. can holler and what? Odell, you can't retire, man. You got to come back. So when I think of those things and I hear rumors of potentially young guys, young, very talented guys walking away, I say to myself, well, man, that's just them putting their happiness as a premium. That's them putting what they want to do instead of what you're supposed to do using air quotes because, oh, man, you're elitely talented. You're young. You're supposed to play this thing for as long as you can. So you just stay out there. It's like if you're Aaron Donald, you don't have to do that. You're a three-time defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. You made a ton of money. And on top of that, you just won a Super Bowl. You're going down to arguably the greatest defensive player in the history. You know what I mean? Like, that's where you're at right now. So, yeah, if you want to walk away, it's like, man, I don't fault him for that because he's done everything that he's wanted he to has. do. He's checked in, every in box eight, off. In eight and, years, which is insane. Right. And the fact that you're telling me that 
if you walk away at 30, maybe your knee don't hurt as bad. Maybe, you know, the the, the, the risk of developing longer term issues goes sure. down a little bit sure. more. Maybe you get to spend some more time with his family. He talks about that as He's well. Kids, I mean, yeah. when I think of all of those things, I'm like, man, I would love it. I would. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and act like I expect it to happen because I know it's not an easy thing to do when you're elitely talented to just walk away. I mean, you, right. we, we laugh. We're talking about Don doing it at 30. Newsflash. I was 30, turning 31 when I did mine. And I was like, man, it wasn't easy for me. And I had nowhere near the accomplishments and accolades that Donald had. But I still felt like, man, outside of a ring, man, I felt like I did exactly what I wanted to. It right. exceeded right. that. Right. So with that, when I think of Donald, I'm like, man, if he pulls, this is kind of like the Andrew Luck situation. But even with Andrew Luck, it's like, man, we respected it because he was putting his self first, not always the shield first, because we know the NFL doesn't put their players first. We've seen that. So <laughs> right. it's like, man, every once in a while, when you do get a guy like that, that mm-hmm. might decide to put himself first, like I'm all for that. And the same for McVay, but I don't think with McVay, his retirement would mean the same as it was for Donald, because like Donald would mean, yo, you're done playing. You're not yeah, coming McVay back. Yeah, McVay could always come back He's in just, five years. Right. But I could also see McVay coming back into like front office role as well, man, because it's like for him, he could be saying the same thing. Well, what else do I need to accomplish? I got a coach of the year. I got a Super Bowl. I did it before I was 40. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are we talking okay. about? So so can I play devil's advocate just for the sake of absolutely debate? go for it? Because I do. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with everything you've said. And you and I have made jokes before on the show. Like, I think we we talked about the Jay Cutler situation, right? Where like Jay Cutler made one hundred million dollars in the NFL. A disappeared and no one ever hears from him again. Like mm-hmm. that would that would be me. I I would do the Patrick Willis thing. I would make mm-hmm. my money. I would get out. You would never hear from me again. But you, that's no fun for the podcast, for the show, yeah. for the sake of debate here. Eight years, Aaron Donald, Rookie of the Year, three time defensive player, like seven time All Pro, now a Super Bowl champion. But if you play for four more years, mm-hmm. you get. You get three more all pros. You get maybe another defensive player of the year award. You get maybe okay. another Super Bowl ring. Like mm-hmm. Sean McVay, too, youngest coach ever to do it. I think you and I both know in terms of legacy, and this one's maybe more for McVay than Donald, but but I don't I'd, I'd like to get your take on this. There's a big difference between no rings and having a ring. McVay's life has changed forever. His legacy's changed forever. Aaron Donald's life and legacy that was already cemented is is even more so iron i mean you can start polishing aaron donald's bust now you could have probably done that two or three years ago but you get my point there's a huge difference between not having a ring and having a ring ask dan marino ask larry fitzgerald ask a a, a lot of these guys right ask bruce smith ask ask a lot of these guys there's also though i think a difference between having one and having multiple ask drew Brees. ask aaron Rodgers. um and I think that there's that just feels to me. And again, while I would respect the decision, while I wouldn't question it, that would just be very surprising to me. Two guys that are at the top of their game right now, who are again already cemented legacies, mm-hmm. already already youngest coach ever to do it, arguably the greatest defensive player ever to do it. I think certainly no one argues Aaron Donald is the best defensive player of this generation. Just feels to me like they can both still get. Another level, though, and that would be winning another Super Bowl. And I would just be surprised if they walked away from that opportunity with what feels like a Rams team that still is going to be pretty good for the next few years. Yeah, but you just just answered your own question, though. Think about it. You said with Aaron Donald in particular, 
he's accomplished all these things. Like you his, play, his, if he no, retires no, no, this off season, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Just, just, just think about this. But think about this, right? In the sense of winning three more defense player of the years, another Super Bowl. How does that alter Aaron Donald's legacy? Because there's a difference between does it, one and multiple. No, 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 no. But, right? think, but no, 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 no. But think about what is Aaron Donald's legacy right now? The best defense arguably player the greatest generation. defense player to ever. Gen- yeah. And arguably all time, arguably the greatest of his player mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. How does him winning another award necessarily you know, change that? Because, so, people, because, no, because right. you know, what people are going to say it's always going to be him versus LT. It's always going to go back rings. to that. It, but either way, it's always going back to that. And but most of the time when we talk, but, but no, no, but this is the thing though. Rings are a team stat. Oh, so the same I agree. Way, I don't care about rings when we're talking of... about quarterbacks. I don't oh, care yeah. about it when we're talking Buddy, about I'm, in terms of who's a better player. I'm, I'm with you 100. I'm with you 100 yeah. on that. But you know that that's not how the sports media operates, and that's not how sports fans operate. LeBron but James. When you talk about that, but when you talk about Donald in terms of his oh, sure. all-time accolades, yeah, he's already checked all those boxes. He has, but. People are always going to say Jordan over LeBron because six versus four. That's that's just going to be there. You're going to have a lot but of that's, people. But, but no, who no, no. But, but, but the people Joe that say that, though, but think about this, though. LT won but Wes, multiple championships. Wes, think, think about the people that say that. As soon as you say, well, what about Bill Russell? They get quiet because it's a lazy argument where you're just talking rings. That's why for me. I agree with you. Right, but, but that's but not I'm, for that's me. When we're, when the, we're I'm talking, just being the demon of debate here. I really like because I'm, I'm oh, with no, no. you on a lot of this stuff. But, but. Listen, you, I, I get what you're doing, and that's why for me, I'm just simply saying that, hey, outside of talking heads, that doesn't matter, you know? And he's for gonna be Aaron he's Donald, got the Super Bowl, he's going right. to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Exactly, like all this, that, oh, he should do he's this, on he that should short do that. List. Remember, remember what we were just talking about, and I was like, man, do something for yourself, not for everybody else. <laughs> him coming back to do that, that's for everybody else. That's not for him. Like, what are we talking about here? You talk about uh, play another four years. Well, you you highlighted the positives of those four years. What happens when it's an injury that pops up? What sure, happens sure. when and then you this goes down or he's criticized? Or, exactly. The same way. Yeah, like, yeah. I think of that. Oh, and if the play, think about this. Our standard for Aaron Donald was this. We call this a down season. That man had, what, 12 and a half, 13 and a half sacks? Still was dominant. And this is a down year. That's the level of expectation. So it's like, man, as, if this never below that what are we going to say if it goes below that oh man has donald fallen off oh should we should we be looking to change donald's contract why should he have to deal with that type of stuff <laughs> because that's what's next and I, we know that I people cannot wait you. P- people either want to crown you too soon or they want to knock you off that pedestal just as fast why should we give them the piece why, why give them the opportunity for that i think of brady the same way brady walking away the way that he did right now got people pissed because they're like no we want to don't go on brady we want to <laughs> see him suck too it's like, no, why you got to give him that? that? That's all I think of. You know, the you know yeah. where I think another, maybe another Brady parallel, though. Um, if Tom Brady retires after the, you know, a, a lot of people thought when the, when the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl that maybe Tom Brady would retire. Five rings. There's a difference between five and seven. If he retires with five, he's still okay. the greatest quarterback of all time. He's probably still okay. thought of as, you know, like the, the GOAT, right? That mm-hmm. It's between five and seven. I just, again... I'm not going to be saying, I'm not going to be like, no. oh, well, Aaron Donald only played eight years. I mean, how great could he really be? All right, you guys know my affinity for Patrick Willis, and he only played nine seasons. I just, I know that when we get 20 years from now, that's what fans do. That's what talking heads do is they'll say, well, look at the longevity of these other guys. And, and this guy only played eight seasons, right? Like, 
I just I think it, I just think it's interesting debate. That's all. I'm, I'm with, still I'm going with you to be a stuff. first ballot oh, Hall of Famer because at the end of the, the day, right now, right? Because my thing is this: at the end of the day, I don't care about a talking head making a list. I don't. At the end of the day, you're trying to win a championship and you're trying to be a Hall of Famer. Check it. Once you become a Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer, you know what the Hall of Famers say when people start comparing lists? Oh, who's better than that player? They say, look, I'm going to take my shiny bus. I'm going to shine it up real nice. I'm going to turn it sideways. (laughs) And next time you come towards me about a list, I'm going to stick it. Okay. That's that's just the reality of it, because as players, we don't care what people have to say in terms of a debate. Oh, man, this guy played six years, but this guy played 10 years, man. But this six year had five ball pros. You think I care about that guy playing 10 years? Not at all. <laughs> when I look at this guy and I say, man, in an eight year window, he has three all. Yes. What? Three defense player of the year. Yes. Wars, seven seven first all, pros. Team all pros. Like yep. what? Two what? Super Bowl and he got a ring out. Like, come yep. on, man. And not to mention, you were actually one of the biggest reasons why your team won the Super Bowl. You didn't get carried to a ring. No, 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 no. You were actually the reason your team won the ring. Maybe even argue that you should have been MVP as well. Ah, like, let's go there. That, like, but like for me, when I think of that, I'm like, Aaron Donald doesn't have to worry about a, a, a person no. coming at his legacy. Like his legacy is cemented. He will forever yeah. be debated against Lawrence Taylor. That's just the nature of sports. Think about it's people that still debate whether or not Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Think about that. Think about that. It's people that will say, oh, it's Dan Marino or, or it's Johnny Unitas or it's Joe Namath or it was Peyton Manning. Like, that's what people still do. And we're talking Tom Brady, who should be above reproach based on what you brought up, right? Seven Super Bowls, two organizations he did it with. All these other things. But what? He's still not above reproach. So if that you're right. I mean, the they're going to find something to hate on right regardless, there. right? Like, they're what are we find, about? They're going to find something to nitpick regardless yes. whether you play eight I, years or listen, 18 years. I've seen, I've seen people now turn to this for the Brady argument, and they've been doing it. Well, he can't be the GOAT because he's, he's not the best athlete, though. You know, he, he, he can't run like these guys. He can't do like that. And I'm like, when did we start comparing and contrast who's the best athlete versus just the greatest player of all yeah, time? Let's see like, Usain Bolt out there. Like, like, like what? Like, that's what we're doing now, because <laughs> that's the case. Now we're trying to put a premium on what athletic part we want to highlight. Do we want to highlight this, uh, the skill of having straight line speed and agility? Or do we want to highlight the skill of being able to throw the ball with pinpoint accuracy? But at the end of the day, people are always going to have an opinion. People are always <laughs> going to try to either praise it or tear it down. But that's why I was like, man, for Donald and McVay, if they genuinely and they truly want to walk away, Man, forget what everybody else's opinion may or may not be, because as you saw with Tom Brady, it doesn't matter how much winning you do. It doesn't matter how difficult of an obstacle it is. It doesn't matter. Even when you change scenery, you go to a team like Tampa who hadn't won anything in a while and you get it done there. They are still going to find a reason to criticize it, to break you down. Shoot, LeBron won a championship in the bubble during a pandemic and they said, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse ring. That became the thing. Like, just, just think about that. Think, yeah. once, think about that. In no, all it's like in the middle of a pandemic, you can't go anywhere. No home court advantage, no rope. And they said, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse ring. But if somebody else would have won it, they'd be like, oh, man, this is the greatest ring of all time. And what they had to overcome. So once again, it's like, who cares what yeah. fans and media say? Because they are always always gonna have a reason to t- bro they even come at jordan on occasion like that's the seriousness of it man like 
This didn't, is crazy, win, didn't win anything till Scotty Pippen got there. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he he better than Woo. He better than this guy. And he like, what are we like? No, you're right. Like, you, you could have the most perfect resume ever, and you know, because we, in a sense, Brady's resume for football, Brady's perfect. But people still question whether or not he's the greatest quarterback of all time. MVP, right call. I think so. But what say you? I don't hate it. Um, I thought that Cooper definitely was deserving of the award if he would have got it. I thought that as a whole, um, especially when the game got into those got to have it moments, he was the one coming up with those catches, especially once Odell went down. You could see they were going to run their office going his way. Right. And for me, it's always I always put a little bit more stock in it when I know that everybody knows you're getting the ball. I know that everybody knows this defense is designed to stop you. Exactly. You still find ways and that's part of the reason why we get so excited or have been so excited about Aaron Donald and even TJ Watt of lately when it's like, man, you're going to the stadiums and you know teams are, are, are game planning. They have to and they get real just ambiguous at times in terms of the creativity of how to stop you. And you yes. still yes. find a way to overcome it. You still find a way. Like, I like that. I mean, and, and in different fashions too, right? We saw him on a jet sweep on fourth and two. By the way, crazy gutsy call. Shout out to McVay for that How one. about that? But – but, man, fourth and see you call it jet sweep. He's the one running the ball to get it across the line. Then you see him obviously having the big significant catches, you know, late in the game and obviously having the uh, the, the Super Bowl winning uh, catch and things like that. To me, man, I'm just like, I could easily see why they would do it. And let's be real. The storyline for him is crazy this year. First team all pro. Yeah. Offensive I, I play of the year. Should it, it got, got MVP, got a MVP vote. But then you turn around and then you win Super Bowl and get Super Bowl MVP. I mean, like the storyline was perfect. But at the same time, I could have easily saw them doing it as a co or giving it to Aaron Donald because he was just as impactful. And they don't win that game without him starting to take over and and ultimately picking up his play. Because when you think about him in that game in the first half, obviously he was still having his presence felt. But it didn't it didn't feel the same until that little scuffle on the sideline. And after that, we started to see what sack. QB hit, set, QB hit. Then the in the game, the way that he did, where man, you're you're the reason the team got up out of there. Like I look at that and I say, man, when you talk about star power, you talk about productivity, you talk about big time moments. Aaron Donald, he definitely fit that as well. But we also know that you know people like to give the stuff to offensive players, even though clearly you need defense to win a championship. You so know. I figured at the end of the day they would give it to Coop, and I was fine with that. But Aaron Donald clearly showed that, yeah, y'all better respect defense because without him, they do not win that, and it's not even close. Yeah, and you know what? I think today Von Miller's not getting enough credit either because – Absolutely. He's another one. Yep. The 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 first you, – you kind of mentioned it was really towards the middle of the third quarter mm-hmm. when Aaron Donald went like Super Saiyan mode and, yep. and just turned into a wrecking force. And you know what's funny? Like – that's, I think, one of all his accolades and all the things you can say about how great he is, and he is the best defensive football player of this generation. He's on that short list with Lawrence Taylor and Mean Joe Green and Reggie White and some of these mm-hmm. other guys. He quite often starts to play his best football at the end of the third quarter, in, in, in down the stretch in those moments, and then just takes over fourth quarters. And that is where we focus on in football games. Like we put more stock into the fourth right. quarter than we do into the first quarter. It's, it's, it's just the way it is. It's the reason that everyone is debating that holding pass interference call at the end, mm. but no one's talking about T Higgins ripping off Jalen right. Ramp. Cause one happened in the first half, one happened at yeah. the end of the game. But dude, 
like until Aaron Donald took over, I thought Von Miller was the MVP of that game. Really, like until Aaron yeah, Donald Von was playing well, man. took over, yeah. me and my boys in the third quarter were texting, who's the MVP right now? And I said, mm-hmm. honestly, I think it's Von Miller. Um, but yeah, Cooper Cup, to get back to what you said, to mention his season, you ready for this, Arthur Motes? Yeah. 21 games if you include regular season and playoffs, right? 17 mm-hmm. regular season games, four postseason games. 178 catches, over 2,400 yards, mm-hmm. 22 touchdowns. Regular season triple crown, unanimous all pro, uh, first wide receiver to get an MVP vote in a long time, most catches in a single postseason in NFL history, offensive player of the year, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, that's a season right there, cousin. My God. Yeah, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. And I love all of that. I just think that it also shows the flaw with this MVP voting for sure. regular season. Sure. How how can you have all that that you just listed oh. off? It just get one vote. Best, best, <laughs> best season since since Jerry Rice, and you just got wait, wait, one wait. vote. You just got one vote. Like, that's the issue to me. That's the issue. You like, well if you want to just just call the MVP the best quarterback award, don't call it MVP anymore. Because to me, how does that make sense? It doesn't. There's zero about that. That may, even if I, I was playing this on Madden, <laughs> Cooper Cup would get more votes than one, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, man, this is one of the greatest seasons we have ever seen yeah. in that position. Like. Insane. When you're doing things and, that haven't been done since Jerry Rice, I mean, come on. And, and, and it's not even like you're this like physical specimen in the sense of like a Randy Moss or a Calvin Johnson, where right. you just you like you were created in a lab. Larry no. Fitzgerald, yeah, right. You're 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 the opposite of that, but you've just cultivated. You've worked so hard on your game, and you can see it. I mean, the route running, the run after catch, the, the sure hands, the incredible. toughness. The tough man, the shot that he took on the touchdown, they got called back. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Mm-hmm. That shot he took on that one, I'm like, bruh. Still caught the ball, I thought too. he was out. I thought he was out. And I'm yeah. like, man. But, yeah, I'm listening to him. I'm like, yo, how does this guy having this type of performance, and he's been doing this all season. This is not going to act like this is just in the post. He's been doing this right. literally all right. season long. Even when Robert Woods vote. went down before they brought yeah. in OBJ. Yeah. I'm like, you got one vote? Like, come what? on, man. That's that's disrespectful, man. But, dude, the, it, it, insane season for me, for him. And that's, like I said, for me, why storyline-wise, I'll say if they were going to give it to him, how can I fault that? Because yeah. Yeah. he clearly is just as deserving, if not more deserving, um, honestly, I thought, man, for a second, I was like, man, I, I've seen how they get with these quarterbacks. They about to hit us with the Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Super Bowl. You, you, you're the new MVP. I, I was like, I tell I you what, see if they, because of who, if they would have done that, the amount of Steeler fans that would have been having revisit it, revi- you didn't give it to Ben, you gave it to Santonio Holmes. We would have gotten some of those tweets. Today, oh, sure. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, you know what, Motsi? And I think it's well, it is well said by you and, when you've got Arthur Motes, the guy who never shills for offense, laying mm. it down like that. Oh, never doing that, baby. That's sad. That tells you everything you need to know. Uh, we got about three minutes here before we got to go to break, Motsi. And I got some exciting news for you. I know you'll like this. Uh-oh. Our buddy Chris Carter is going to join us on, on Zoom here for the final segment. How about that? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, there's a, a, a lot of debate today about, about the calls and down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I heard on Good Morning Football, in the first 58 minutes of the game, there were only four penalties called. And then in the last mm-hmm. two minutes of the game, there were like six penalties called or something, yeah. I think. But honestly, like, I don't 
I'm not sitting here thinking that that was a huge factor on the game for two reasons, because I thought that the, the, the holding call there on that third down towards the end Mm -hmm. was a little questionable, but you know what? Again, you missed a blatant face mask on Jalen Ramsey. Like you and I have had these conversations before, but all I I know, like, I I don't feel as strongly about the Jalen Ramsey play as you do. See, I don't mean, I thought, I thought Jalen was, I thought he was, uh, I thought he was out of control. And he was mm-hmm. falling for it. And obviously the hand at that time just makes it look more egregious. But Jalen Ramsey was out of control. He was trying to put his body on Higgins. And when he stopped, that's why he kept falling forward. Like, I like the no call on that. And I'm a defender. You know me. You I'm are, a defender, I know. Man. You're, you're but I'm like, who's this Arthur? Yeah, but I'm like, I'm man, don't bail. The whole time I'm watching the game, I'm like, man, don't bail that. Don't, don't bail Jalen out because he was out of position. He thought that he could put his body on to get back in phase. He didn't and he have just a very was good one of those. Game. Right. He did not. He and did it was one of those perfect things where as he's leaning over there to get his body on him, he just the receiver just stopped and it just caught him on guard. He was about to fall over. That's all it was. So I'm like, I don't like I'm not bothering. I like, I don't I don't feel as strong about that call right there. You know? Yeah, no, that's that's well said by you. And I just I don't you know, like I think these things over the course of a game work each other out. Every, they do. They definitely bad do, man. calls both ways. And again, I know we, yeah. we focus more on the last two minutes than we do on the first half. Yeah. That's just, you and I talked about this in the fallout of the Rams Saints NFC championship. Game <laughs> Always years right. Ago, how there were some horrible calls on the Rams earlier in that game. Mm-hmm. But the only one we focus on is the bad one on the Saints at the end. I did think that there was like, I'm using air quotes here. I know most yeah. of are looking at each other on zoom. I didn't think that there was too much. I did think that there was too much officiating at the end, but I also, it felt inevitable. Like the, that whole time down the stretch there, it felt like, okay, the Rams are going to win this game. And so I'm not, I'm not sitting here really. Sp- I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on the officiating controversy. Well, I just find it funny that, okay, for the first three quarters, people were talking about, man, they're not doing anything. They're really just going to let these guys play. How could you not throw a flag right there? But then you get to the final two minutes, they throw the flag and it's like, how could you start throwing flags all of a sudden? Like, what do you mean you throwing a flag? You know how it goes, man. You're never going to make everybody happy. Call the calls you want to call. Yeah. Just don't get weird. That, that's uh, how I look at it. completely agree. All right, Arthur Motes, we're going to take our last break here. When we come back, we will be joined by our buddy Chris Carter, break down everything that happened yesterday. We still got to talk, you know, aside from X's and O's, we got to talk a little commercials and halftime show as well. I got to also tell you about the a good sports betting day that I had yesterday. When we come back here with Chris Carter, though, Motes, I have do have one huge takeaway from the game that we haven't discussed yet, so maybe I'll, I'll lob that out for you guys to get us going. Sound good? I like it. I like it. Our buddy CC joins us on the other side as we wrap up today's post-Super Bowl edition of the Steelers Blitz.